Matthew 5.44. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's not the language of sharpen your tongue and see how deeply you can stab somebody with your words. That's show love, respect, care. So don't use attack words. First point. Second way in how we can use our words. Stop gossip. We need to be really careful about the news we share concerning others. Someone said, there's only one thing as difficult as unscrambling an egg. Unspreading a rumor. Gossip is destructive and it's often subtle. But it's deadly. And it starts, you know, someone begins a conversation, did you hear, and before you know it, you're caught up in some sort of gossip story. I mean, don't believe everything you hear. There's another part of that. Someone said gossip is usually a mountain out of a molehill. Sorry, gossip usually makes a mountain out of a molehill just by adding a bit of dirt. Yeah. Be careful about listening to gossip. Is listening to gossip any worse than telling it? There is a saying, he who gossips to you will gossip about you. Yeah. The Bible puts it really well, I think. In Proverbs 20 it says, he who goes about as a slanderer reveals secrets, therefore don't associate with a gossip. Gossip can't keep secrets. So never confide, never confide in a blabbermouth. Never. Why would you do that? Gossips also break up friendships because they don't tell the truth. Yeah? So watch out for gossips. Third thing on how we use our words. Use clean words. You know, some words are just not proper to speak. We all do it. I'm guilty of it too. You know, when we were young, I don't think it happens anymore, but our parents, some of our parents used to wash out our mouths with soap. You know, I know there's lots of threats, but I'm saying that we actually had the unfortunate thing of having that happen or put Tabasco sauce on your tongue. Yeah, whatever. I think you may nowadays get prosecuted, you're right, but um, I'm not sure. My point is, is having a foul mouth isn't something we should be proud of. There's just some words that aren't supposed to be said. Let's just not say them. The fourth thing is to use truthful words. And in Matthew 5.37 it says, But let your statement be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything beyond these is of evil. Again, the message puts it really well. And don't say anything you don't mean. This counsel is embedded deep in our traditions. You only make things worse when you lay down a smokescreen of pious talk saying, I'll pray for you and then never do it. And saying, God be with you, but never meaning it. You don't make words true by embellishing them in religious lace. In making your speech sound more religious, it becomes less true. Just say yes and no, 
When you manipulate words to get your own way, you go wrong. You know, people need to believe what we say. Lying destroys credibility, and there's a good chance, certainly in my experience, that we'll eventually be caught out if we make practice of lying. There's a good story that I read while preparing. A, a woman who was hosting some guests for dinner, she decided to serve chicken. So she told the butcher she'd like to buy chicken. So the butcher opened up his freezer and he saw he's only got one chicken. So he took the chicken out, put it on the scale and said, two pounds. So the lady responded, oh, that one's definitely not big enough. I need another one. So the butcher, not wanting to lose the sale, you know, takes the chicken, opens the freezer, puts it back in the freezer, takes out the same chicken, puts it on the scale and says, three pounds. And she says, great, I'll take both. Be honest and let the words that flow from our mouths be truthful. And the fifth thing I want to say, which is, Eddie asked me for one verse this morning. Eddie, this is it. Ephesians 4, 29. The Bible says, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the needs of the moment so that it will give peace to those who hear. The Bible challenges us to use words to help people, to build others up, not to tear them down, not to hurt them, but to encourage them, to make them strong. Our words can have an incredibly powerful effect on people. How many of us have had and we've found great encouragement or great comfort from what someone has said to us, a positive word or an encouraging word or a comforting word. Don't underestimate the value of an encouraging word. That's positive speech. That speaks life, not pulling it down. So that's how we should use our words. So we need to make some changes of the way we use our tongues. How do we do that? That's the way I like to speak. You know, it's great talking about something, but what do we do about it? How does it impact us? How can we make a change? What, what can we do about it? So I want to talk about three things before I close. So it's going to be pretty quick. But the first is transformation of the tongue begins with a change here, heart. Jesus said, but the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. And those defile a man. The heart influences the tongue. And when it's full of anger and selfishness and envy and pride and whatever other word we can use, the ugly stuff, if I can call it, the stuff, it can invade our hearts and it can affect everything we do and everything we say. There's another story I read. Some children played a joke on their grandfather. They found him asleep on the sofa in the living room. 
And one of them got the bright idea to spread some Limburger cheese on his moustache. And when the, after a while the grandfather woke up and he began to smell the cheese and he said, something in this living room stinks. So he went into the kitchen still smelling the cheese and said, gee, something in this room stinks. And finally he stuck his head out the back door and said, ah, oh, the whole world stinks. You know, some of us have Limburger cheese in our hearts. The problem is not out there. The problem is here. The problem is with our heart. There's something within us, often. And something needs to change within us. Our focus needs to be transformed. Instead of looking for the bad in a situation, let's look for the good. Instead of being preoccupied with self... Let's look out for someone else. You know, how can I make, do one thing in the day that can make someone else's day great? Just one thing. Doesn't matter what it is. Just do one thing for someone else. Let's focus on the interests of others rather than on our own interests, self-interests. And changing our heart is a good, is a good place to start. So the first thing we need to do to transform the way we use our tongues is look at changing our hearts. Second thing I want to say about that is we need to think before we speak. James 1, 19 says, this you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. What does it say? Quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. You know, we must guard against engaging our tongues without first engaging our mind. So easy, isn't it? Someone does something, it's sharp, it's quick, and we go, and it's gone. You can't pull words back, can you? They've left. I know sometimes you want to go, it doesn't work like that. Here's an <laughs> acrostic. Yeah? There are some people who know about that. I had to look it up. An acrostic is a verse that contains certain letters, such as the first of each that you know of each line that form a word or a message. Yeah. I didn't know what it meant, but anyway, I mean I knew I knew what an acrostic is, I just didn't know that, that was the word. Anyway, here's an acrostic to help evaluate whether You're about to say something that perhaps you shouldn't. Ask the following questions. And it makes up the word think. Yeah? I've heard the webs have this. I think somewhere is it in the kitchen or something. Uh, It's good, I think. T is for is it true? H is for is it helpful? I is for is it inspiring? N is for is it necessary? And K is, is it kind? Yeah? T-H-I-N-K. True, helpful, inspiring, necessary, kind. And if what you're about to say doesn't pass that simple test, I'm suggesting that we don't speak it. 
If it's not true, if it's not helpful, if it's not inspiring, if it's not necessary, and it's not kind, don't say it. I'm, yeah, yes, and to everybody, I'm not excluding myself. Think before we speak. And the third thing about how we can change the way we use our tongues is to tap into God's help. Is the help is available to us. Who can tame a human tongue? Jesus can. Jesus is in the business of transforming lives. He can easily change and transform our tongues. Paul reminded us from it reminds us in two Corinthians five seventeen. It says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature." The old has gone, it was passed away. Behold, new things have come. This is transforming power that we have access to. And that is in Jesus. And we've remembered it this morning. But actually, this is a way we can practically work it out. We have access to transformation power that can transform our lives. But it can start with our hearts. It can start with our minds. And it can start with... Taming the tongue. And you think you can do it, you can't do it? Of course, Philippians 4, 13, yes. I can do all things through him or through Christ who strengthens me. We can do anything through Christ. Countless lives have been transformed. Look at us. Our lives have been transformed. You know, talk to some of us. Some of us have got interesting stories about how God has transformed our lives. Jesus specializes in that. That's what he does. Let Jesus, let Jesus do his work in your life, in my life. Oh, tap into his help, helping us to transform what we do. So I want to close with this. Thank you, Peter. I will give you a nod in a second. There's three things I want to do. The first is, I want, you to, I want us to consider this for a moment. If someone paid you 10 pence for every kind word you said, and collected five pence for every unkind word you said, would you be rich or poor? Ten pence for every kind word, five pence for every unkind word. Would you be rich or poor? That was Henry Ferguson. I don't really know who he is. I tried to look him up. I think that's very thought-provoking. You know, let's think about what we say. Let's rather be investors in people's lives rather than people who take away. The second thing I want to say is Peter's going to play a, a, a lyric video for us. It's got some, obviously some sound. It's by a man called Toby Mack, and it's called Speak Life. I feel-
feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. Yo, it's crazy, amazing. We can turn our heart through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every syllable. Hope can live or die. So speak life, speak life. It's twisted. Other days, my thoughts just fall apart. I do, I don't, I will, I won't. It's like I'm drowning in the deep. Well, it's crazy to imagine words from my lips as the arms of compassion. Mountains crumble with every syllable. Hope can live or die. So speak life, speak life to the deadest, darkest night. Speak life, speak life when the sun will shine and you don't know why. opportunity to speak life. Use it. Every day we can change someone's life and speak life to them. Use it. Don't use your words to hurt someone. Don't use them as throwaway. Let's think about what we say. But let's speak life. You know, there's there's no, we're, we're all adults in this room. You know, this is the stuff we need, we need to get in control of because we need to be teaching the little ones sitting in that room and the rooms downstairs. 
It's better to speak life with our words than anything else. And we've each of us has an opportunity, a real opportunity to make such a difference. So let's speak life. Let's speak life. I want to just close with prayer, but I don't want to make this a quick dismissal. You know, some of us are carrying things that someone has said to us that has hurt us, that's really impacted us. I want you to take a moment, and the process that that we can only start here, I'm not saying that we're going to pray something and it's going to suddenly disappear. It doesn't work like that. Unfortunately, I wish I could take it away. But it doesn't work like that. Salvation, we have to walk out. Some of these things we have to walk out. But it starts with us making a decision and a choice to actually let that thing go. And that, for me, the way I understand it is it starts with forgiveness. Let the other person go. Whatever they've said to you that's really hurt you. Let's take a moment now. I'm going to pray, but then I'm going to give you a moment. Take a moment now just to forgive them and let it go. And it's going to be a daily thing. I know some of these things, you know, they're so deep. Every day you have to ask God to forgive them. And you have to forgive us because it takes time to work some of these things out. It isn't a one moment and a one prayer and it's fixed. But take a moment, seek forgiveness for some of the hurtful things that have been said about your life. Because they're not true. You know, we are precious to God. We are the apple of his eye. We are the ones. We are the future. We are the church. We are what he has placed everything into. That's in us. In each of us. That's what we, that's what we mean to him. That's the truth. Not what someone else has said to us that's hurt us. And scarred us. And damaged us. But it starts with us letting go. And then I also want us to take a moment to ask for forgiveness whether we've done something on purpose or by accident. But to also ask for forgiveness for the things that we've said. You know, sometimes it's in reaction to something. Sometimes it's just because we're sometimes just downright nasty. I know I've been there. I do that. So let's also take a moment just to ask God to forgive us for the things that we've said and for the hurt that we've, that we've, um, or that our words have brought on somebody else. And let's spend a moment just reflecting. And then this week, please take some of these things that I've, you know, I've I've mentioned and do them don't just let it fall away you know think before you say something and let's speak life and if you set yourself a goal what can I do one thing I can do today that I can say to somebody or do that can bring life to them in their situation do it do it because it'll change their life and it'll change your life So let's just pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the sacrifice that he made for us. 
We thank you what that, for what that means. Whether we understand all of it, because I'm not sure we do or not. The truth of it is, is that you made a way for us to come back to you and to come into relationship with you. And Father, I ask that from that position of that closeness with you, you would reveal to each one of us just how precious we are to you. Just how special we are to you. And just how important we are to you. And that nothing that anybody can say or do will separate us from you and separate us from your love. And Father, I also ask that you would help us this week and as we go forward into the week, that you would help us to really think about what we say, think about what we speak, and help us to speak life into situations, into people's lives that can change them. So I'll just just take a moment. Let's just be quiet for, I'm going to be quiet for a few minutes. Please think about forgiveness about someone who's spoken some harmful words or hurtful words against you and then also things that you've said. Let's just take a moment. Father, we thank you that all good things come from you. And we thank you that you richly bless us with your grace and your mercy. And so, Father, I just ask as we go from this place today, that through this week that you will be with us, that your spirit would go before us, that you would lead us, that you would guard our hearts, and that you would bring us into a place where we can speak life to those around us and make a difference. Amen.